Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Batter up! Katie, Katie was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every zoo, Katie Blue. On a Saturday, her young beau called to see if she'd like to go to see. But Miss Kate said no, I'll tell you what you can do. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back, let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a new new edition of the Batter Up Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Rifkin, joined, as always, by Danny Boy Reginald, Dan Rines, and Lawrence Patchman Lang. And gentlemen, hope you had a happy fourth. How we doing? Doing good, you know. Unfortunately, I had to work 10 to 6 on the 4th of July, but I did get to enjoy a little bit of the holiday with some pizza and some broskis. So very enjoyable. It wasn't as enjoyable as that um, protester in the hot dog eating contest who, you know, snapped the competition right in half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joey Chestnut. What a legend. What a legend. Seriously. And and, uh, well under his highest count ever in hot dogs. But the fact they put that moron into a chokehold, it's just classic. Mitch, yeah. just, just 15 hot dogs in, protester comes up, holds up sign, chestnut, Mitch Hugh just grabs him, sleeper hold, neck snap, drops, go, continues to eat hot dogs, goes on to win. You can't yeah. get more American than that on yeah. Independence Day. <laughs> He's an Now Vince McMahon will try to sign Joey Chestnut to a contract. <laughs> totally and he is an absolute treasure to the eating contest world here in america so uh, incredible holiday incredible holiday uh i also enjoyed my spare share of hot dogs not 63 of them but uh i had a couple of hot dogs myself and a lot of ribs my uncle did his little grilling so i was very fortunate to do that nice so we go from america's Independence Day to America's national pass. And we're going to talk a lot of baseball with you tonight. Um, I, we're, we're going to do some weekend previews. And one of the bigger items of the weekend is a massive four-game set at Fenway Park between the Boston Red Sox and their hated rivals, the New York Yankees. But I want a broad spectrum it before we just dive into weekend previews. Because... Is Red Sox, do you guys view Red Sox Yankees? It's the best rivalry in baseball, but is it the best rivalry in all of sports? Yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. Like, it's, yeah, you know, especially now that baseball's not, I apologize, Patch, especially okay. now that baseball's not as popular as it used to be, I feel like it's lost a lot of love over the years. And, it's a shame because, you know, when you go to New York and go to Boston, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, that's crazy, crazy stuff. They always go at it. 
Um, but I don't know if it's the best rivalry in sports anymore. I would think, you know, that's if you want more better rivalries, you want to look into like basketball or football. Um, those are the ones that are more those rivalries and those sports are what we call more memorable because everyone talks about it. Yeah, you know, you if you look in all of sports, you know, you got Packers and Bears, you got the Giants and the Patriots, you got Giants uh, and the Cowboys. Giants and Patriots are not a rivalry. Two meetings in the Super Bowl do not make it a rivalry. Uh, yeah, you it's debatable. Two Super Bowl. You want to go Jets, Patriots? I'll, I'll Jets, say. Patriots, Dolphins, okay, Patriots, fine. Giants, Patriots is not a rivalry. Cowboys, Giants, yeah. Okay, I mean you can uh, you can look in the um, football world. You got Man U and Man City. Mm-hmm. You got you know Manchester United and Manchester City. You know, great football rivalry over across the pond. I know there's a bunch of other football rivalries out there that you can mention. That's over there, I think, on what is it? Arsenal and Real Madrid, I think, are a big-time rivalry over there, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to it. Don't know my sister that well. Uh, You're talking about football, so I'm not 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, even if you go because you guys talk wrestling a lot, I'm sure wrestling rivalries are probably more powerful than Yankees Red Sox. <laughs> I mean, Stone Cold and the Rock. Yeah. B- back in the day, that yes. yeah, sure, they mattered <laughs> more, way more. Um, I mean, the, the but you know, they, they had to say. I, I think the thing for me that made Yan- Yankees Red Sox kind of lose its luster slightly because it's still a fantastic rivalry is yeah. we haven't had that A Rod Jason Veritek moment in so long. Yeah, or the or the Clemens and Manny. Clemens, Pedro. Manny, Pedro throwing Don Zimmer yeah, down. We, have, we haven't had that. We haven't had Bucky freaking Dent. You know, those like, moments. I, I I mean, well, the benches have cleared in recent years lately with the new breed in. Benches have cleared, but like they haven't actually fought each other. No, they haven't done anything. Like there's no I kind of think it's the way of baseball a little bit. Like, the, these guys now are just – doesn't matter the uniform. Most of them are friendly with one another. Yeah. And, and again, that, that just takes away from the rivalry yeah. a little bit. You know, we, we, we have to – there has to be – I don't know if it's a baseball thing, but there, there has to be. And, and this, again, this goes on in all the sports where everyone's, like, just friends all of a sudden. Um, but the, the competition is, like – it gets better when the teams hate each other. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how to explain it anymore. It's just, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's, they're exciting because the teams are good, but, you know, it's not, doesn't have that extra, you know, feel to it. You know? it, it, it doesn't have the extra oomph anymore. It's like, yeah. you know, it, uh, unless there's beef between like a pitcher and a batter where they have legitimate beef or like, you know, a couple of years ago, we had um, the beef with Texas and the Blue Jays mm-hmm. that stemmed over from the postseason. Oh, that Odor, you know, when, Odor, Jose Bautista. That ha- I know Odor still plays with Jake Paul. Do a job and get yourself 
get get that out of the boxing card, dude. It, Come on. It, it, you know, it seems more now. There's more beef with fans. Fans have more beef with each other now. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I like that point. The the fans have more beef now with players or beef with other fans because I've been to a Mets Phillies game where I'm sitting in my seats and then there's eight seats down and then there's a Phillies fan and a Mets fan fighting each other because they've had too much to drink. There's just more beef with fans now, it seems. And we, we've seen it in postseason baseball where, you know, fans are throwing trash on the field or they're actually, unfortunately, they're too much intoxicated and they're throwing their cups or bottles at the players trying to harm them. When the when the player has done nothing wrong, I also think this is part of the point because the Red Sox in recent years, last year the wild card game, and a couple of years prior they beat the Yankees in the division series, and the wild card game in particular just wasn't really competitive last year. But I also think you, you need that great series. Like, oh, four, they I, – I know sore subject and the Yankees blew a three-nothing three nothing lead, but to have that in the playoffs, yeah. it was just like, that's what you need. Trip to the World Series on the line, Yankee Sox yeah. would be something, but – Yeah, no, uh, look, I, I agree. You you need – and you it needs to matter to the players and the fans. If it matters to both groups – then it's on. But again, just haven't had that. And it's kind of frustrating to be honest, because, you know, I love when I face the Red Sox, I love it. You know, it's great. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't catch on anymore in the, in the sports world. And, you know, that's, that's. Do, do you think another part is they play each other 18, 19 times a year? Yeah. I mean, look, at, uh, look, baseball's a long season, so yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, but but the thing is, we lowered the amount of times that they play each other. Like, would it really make a difference? Like, yeah, right. That, that's fair. You know what? If you if you limit the time they like, if they like played each other, let's say three games once a month, right. three game series once a month. You know, I mean, they haven't enough. played each other since the opening series of of the year. Yeah. Okay, well, you like to me, like if you did Yankees Red Sox, if I was like hypothetically booking a schedule for Yankees Red Sox, I would have them play each other in the beginning of the season, have them play halfway through the season before the All Star break or right at the beginning of the second end of the second half of the season, and then have them play each other last week of the season. Well, it's going to be, it's this weekend, and then they play again next weekend before the break, and then. I don't know how the rest meshes out, yeah. but you know, we got Yankees. Just quickly, Rifkin. Go ahead. Because Manfred has teased expansion. He's talked about it. He okay. We it. we talked about this a little bit. We could dive into this more. So let's roll into it, Dan. Oh, the, the, the reason why I'm I'm saying is because with the expansion of both leagues, there's going to be realignment with divisions. Mm-hmm. There has to be. Now, they could go the NFL round, put four teams in every division, which is stupid. Or they can split them up, east and west, eight and eight. And maybe that's a way where they could face each other less and make it matter more. I mean, just an idea to throw out there. 
I mean, if, if there was a division realignment, to me, I would eat, I would switch the Red Sox with another team in the NL East and then put the Red Sox in the NL East. No. The, well, no, if you're going to split, like, like I think I'm dancing, is forget the leagues for a second. You split it up to the Eastern, uh, East and West. Forget leagues for a second because if everything's going to be interleague play like they want it, it doesn't really matter at that point. Right. So, I mean, I I don't even think you replace the Red Sox because if you're doing it divisionally, the Boston's East Coast, so you have to do it. You have to keep Boston. You have to be, keep Philly and the New York teams kind of together. But I'm saying you, you keep the teams together, but you just flip-flop the Red Sox with an NL East team. Yeah, what I'm he, saying is if you but, don't have NLAL distinction and you're just going East, whatever you're going to call the Central right. and the West. Yeah, I understand what Pat did. He's trying to move the Red Sox to a different league. Right. The Yankees don't play each other all the time, which is that, which is not the worst idea. But the, the Red Sox are traditionally an American League franchise, and they should. Yeah, they're real Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and they should stay, team. and they should stay within the American League. Um, I, I don't know how. I honestly don't know like I, what they should do. That that's just an idea, you know. No, no, I I, I don't hate. My, my question about the realignment thing, and I know Manfred saying wants two teams is, you're not getting your own teams to sell out right now, right? What makes you believe you could get two more teams in that'll totally? have a fan base that's bought in already and yeah which is why baseball is so tough to expand because we don't know exactly what you're going to get out of it right where are we putting these teams like mark and i had this conversation the other night you know nashville could be a decent spot i think new orleans could be a fun spot right vegas well See, I, I think if you're going to do Vegas, just move the A's to Vegas. I agree, hundred percent. Because the A's don't do anything attendance-wise. Um, I think Montreal. Mm. You know, bring back the Expos. Yeah, make it an American League franchise. I don't care. Yeah. Um, to, to, I, I, I would not. You, if you're bringing back the Expos, you shouldn't have two Canadian teams in the same league. Well, I, mean, I would put one in one. Well, yeah, Montreal, Toronto, rivals forever. Yeah. Uh, look, it has to be like cracking like numbers if, for them to even want an expansion team in the MLB because, you know, baseball is going to reap the benefits of expansion. Yeah, I, I just – when you have teams who don't do well attendance-wise, I mean – the Yankees are playing the Pirates right yeah. now. The Pi- Pirates don't do well attendance, wise. they're probably doing well this weekend because they got the Yankees. Exactly. The Mets. The Mets are playing the Reds. The there are more Mets fans there than Reds fans, and I just saw the A's play in front of I don't know three thousand people, if that. I mean. You also got to eliminate the tank and decide who, who's good for this and who's not. But I mean, how about this question? Is there too many MLB teams? See, I don't think there's too many because I think 30 is actually a pretty good number when you look at all the other sports. I think the better question is you have to find owners 
And, and this was my beef with the whole lockout. And I'm going to go on a quick rant. You have to find owners. And I know people, there are other owners who do not like Steve Cohen. And that was why it was a hassle for him to buy the Mets. But we need, you need owners who care and will spend money. Mm. Like, I don't need to hear the Reds are selling off all these players. And then their owner's kid or the owner says, oh, you know, don't come to the ballpark. That's how you pay people. You need people to buy in. It's a mentality. It's have owners who care. It equals fans in the ballpark. So that that's just my beef. I think there's enough teams. If there's a willingness to expand, you better find people who are willing to spend the money. I agree with that. You know, the Nationals are trying to sell right now. By the way, terrible time for them to try to sell. If you're going to sell, you sell it off the 19 World Series. You don't, do. you don't sell it when you have one player on your whole team. It's another thing, you know, like not many teams want it. Like I agree with you, Rifkin. No team really wants to spend money right now. You, There's like eight teams that probably want to spend money right now to try to build a championship caliber team. And then the other 20, 22 are like, yeah, whatever. We're just, we're, we're just going to enjoy the ride, you know, use the farm system and have fun when some of those teams have money to spend and they're not willing to do that. Like, and, and that gives you a great admiration for a team like the Rays because they don't spend the cap, but they're always competitive. The Rays will continuously be competitive over the next few years because of that they, you know, they draft good good players that are going to do well, develop their talent. And then when they bring them up, they can bring them up. They'll try to, they'll make the postseason, try to go on a world series run. If they win the world series, they will. But if not, then they know they have high talent that they can sell for, you know, draft picks money because, you know, they don't have such a high payroll because of where they're located and no one wants to go out and support them, unfortunately. Right. All right. So, Let's move off of that for a set. Move off of expansion. Let's get into weekend previews. We said Yankees, Red Sox at the beginning. Dan, the Yankees haven't seen the Red Sox since the opening weekend of the season. Mm -hmm. And since then, uh, the Red Sox, actually really since the end of April, the Red Sox have been playing really good baseball. Great baseball. And um, the Yankees have no bit of a skid themselves haven't been playing great red sox haven't i mean they, they didn't have a great series uh i believe they didn't have a good series in toronto um yeah vladdy beat them up a little bit yeah so they didn't have a good series in toronto they had an iffy series with the cubs uh they're losing right they're now playing the third game against tampa tonight yeah but like uh, to be to be fair the red sox are a much better team than they were in april and may so that which is good for boston because you know you know we were very concerned about how things were going and uh, so far the they're hitting has caught up a little bit managers making better decisions during in game and stuff so it's a it's been a wild ride this is something that i always 
feel like, you know, I thought the Blue Jays would be a trap series. It ended up not being a trap series for the Yankees. I thought the Rays would be a trap series for the Yankees. It ended up not being a trap series for the Yankees. If this, if the, if those two weren't trap series, the Red Sox will definitely be a trap series for the Yankees. Especially if you're going going to Fenway, which is, you know. They go to Fenway for four. Then they play, I don't know who who next week. And then they end the the first half with the Red Sox again with three in the Bronx next weekend. Right. So it actually also gives the Red Sox a chance kind of to trim down the Yankee lead in the AL East if they could go six and one in in those seven games or so. (laughs) But, you know, I don't foresee that. Um, yeah. The Yankees are facing the Reds next week before the Red Sox. Yankees is that Stadium. in Cincinnati? No, it's in Yankee Stadium. Ah, why would why would they fly from Ohio to Pennsylvania to Boston to back to Ohio? <laughs> uh, you never know with the schedule. You never yeah, know. Base, base, baseball, ba- baseball. Yeah. You know the the Mets had to go out west and play the Diamondbacks and. and Giants and they had to fly back at West to play the Dodgers, Padres, and Angels. Doesn't make sense, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so ultimately, they have to win this series. If you take if they split, it's not a big deal. I don't want to split, I want at least three games, be comfortable with that division lead, make it known that you're the best team in that division. Because if Boston splits with you or they take three out of four. That's a problem. And they're going to get Chris Sale back, it looks exactly. like, at some point yeah. soon. So that that may, that may hill could be really good. And the Yankee offense has kind of hit a rut here lately. Yeah, yeah you know, we're not seeing much pop out of the best hitters. You know, I think, you know, even, even last night against the Pirates, like, it's just a dud. Like, What's the point of throwing out people against the, one of the worst teams in baseball if you're not going to score runs? You know that that's that's incredibly frustrating. You know you come off good series against Cleveland, you know good series against the Astros, you know all these teams that you do well. The, the A's, you all of a sudden being up, you can't beat the Pirates. Like you know that that's annoying. It, it's incredibly annoying. I know we're 25 days from the trade deadline. Should the Yankees start looking to add a few bats and maybe even a pitcher? Start shopping now, uh, maybe? Definitely a pitcher. And a, if you want to go for bat, fine. Just because I know that, that their bats are going to struggle. I know Aaron Judd's going to hit a skid. John Carl Stan's already hit a skid. Anthony Rizzo's hit or miss. You know, his average. Joey Gallo is usually mess. You know what? Here's the thing with Joey Gallo. It's funny because he's he's almost your outfielder pretty much for the most part every day. But then in Cleveland, Miguel Andujar, the poor guy who requested a trade, still plays for the Yankees, you know, despite the fact, and he's raking. So Gallo sucking and and you are doing amazing shouldn't Aaron Boone like get an idea or something have a light bulb on his head like what are we doing here if you keep Andujar up and he hits it only boosts his trade value for one 
eventually an offer could come that could help you. Exactly. But, um, the, the moron Gallo, by the way, just struck out. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, just struck out. I love it. Goodness gracious, he stinks. Oh, uh, Joey Gallo. I can't, I can't with him anymore. I gave him so many chances. Look, it, it was a trade we needed to make last year with the Rangers. It's not working out anymore. It, it's time to move on. Um, so, so yeah, I, I could use another bat in that lineup. Um, him, also Hicks. Hicks, Hicks is streaky, and it, it's not good. That's not good for the Yankees. You know, we can't have streaky hitters. So that's why an extra bat in the lineup is good. But you know what? Having players like Carpenter do well and then Gotti's worked out, Trevino working out, uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa working out, like it, it's it's helped massively. This and I think the biggest thing for the Yankee lineup is Glaber Torres looks like yeah. Glaber Torres a little bit again. Yeah, which is also a breath of fresh air because he we, he needed to be good again. There was there was no more like uh Glaber Torres that's subpar, you know, hitting you know under 240 and all that stuff. We we don't want that Glaber Torres. And for, for Boston, you know, they're playing their third third game in stand before the Yankees come in. Again, they'll get sale back. Rafael Devers is at a monster start. Yeah. He's gonna win an MVP at some point. He's that good. Uh Trevor Story's gotten the job he's done recently. Yeah, he, he's cooking and and again another hitter that the Yankees should fear, Trevor Story. Yeah. You know. and, and Verdugo also has gotten hot for them. So yeah um, Verdugo and uh, there's there's another part of Verdugo with that whole situation last year in the Bronx with the fans. So um that might be a little bit of a, a rivalry. Verdugo versus the fans. Uh, Xander <laughs> Bogart's also one of the better shortstops. So Red Sox Yankees. That's the one of the bigger series of the weekend. Uh, the other big one in the American League. More wild card implications. The Toronto Blue Jays, who won today, two to one over the A's, salvaged that game. Lost the first two. They'll go to Seattle to play a Mariners team that's red hot. The Mariners, I believe, are. Four games back of the Blue Jays for that third wild card spot. So, mm. you know, you talk about a team needing a, a bat. I never thought I'd say the Blue Jays need a bat. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays could use a left handed hitter to just separate those right handers. They also could use another starter, especially with Hunjin Ryu being out for the year. Yeah, and then Kikuchi. Kikuchi struck. Barrios was good today. But yeah, he's been up and down. But Kikuchi's struggling. Like he's just not finding anything, which is very unfortunate because they they gave up a lot just to get him. Yeah, you know, and you know, you, you want it to work out for the Blue Jays, but you know, so far, just it just it, there's something that just needs to he just needs to find something just to get a little spark in his, in his uh, outings and just hasn't gotten that yet. Benefit for the Seattle Mariners. So. Who've been playing some really good baseball. Yeah, man. You know. That brawl against the Angels inspired them. <laughs> totally, dude. Uh, uh, incredible. So, so blue, the Blue Jays go to Seattle. 
Uh, Kevin Gosman was supposed to pitch tomorrow night being Thursday. He's not going to make that start. Um, don't know how long he's out for, but he took a line drive off his ankle in his last start. Uh, nationally, Phillies at the Cardinals, big one nationally wild card implications. Uh, the Phillies won two of three from the Cardinals last weekend. Although the Cardinals made some history on Saturday, the first time they hit four home runs in the first inning. Hmm. And for a team that's been around like the Cardinals, I'm a little shocked they hadn't done that before. <laughs> I mean, four home runs in one inning is rare enough. Oh, it is. Four home runs in the first inning, four straight. Yeah, four consecutive. They went back like to back to back to back. Like that that's something that's unheard of in baseball. You know. Someone called Fernando Tatis his two grand slams in one <laughs> inning. They also still stand. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love baseball for that. Yeah, history made uh for the history's Phillies, made Kyle every Sch- day. Phillies Kyle Schwarber's been red hot since Harper went down. He leads the national league in home runs. Yeah, but again, his average is. Uh, uh. Yeah, he he's boomer bust. Like you know, and that's it, it's great that Kyle Schwarber is a home run hitting machine. We saw that in Chicago. We saw that in Washington. We saw that in Boston. Now we're seeing it in Philly. So it's like, yeah, it, it's it, that's what you expect out of it. But the thing that they're missing with Bryce Harper out is the average. Is the fact that he can get on base, the run producer. You know, Bryce Harper can hit it anywhere. He can hit base hits, he can get doubles, he can get triples. You know, he can get all that stuff. You know? And the defense, the Philly defense just. Right. Yeah, you know, that's the other part. But uh, flip side, the Cardinals, I mean, outside of Arenado and Goldschmidt, no one's hitting. They, so they need more out of some other guys. And, and they need that rotation to be really good. Uh, but wait and see. The other big one, NLS, two teams sliding. Giants are going to play the Padres in San Diego. Uh, if the Giants lose tonight, it'll be their first six-game losing streak since 2019. Ooh, my. And they would have been swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So <laughs> that being said, um, both teams struggling, both fading behind the Dodgers. I, I want to say this with so much confidence and enthusiasm. You can – you don't bury the Padres because the Padres – something tells me in the second half the Padres are going to go on a roll. They have the starting pitching. Eventually they'll get Fernando Tatis back. Manny Machado has played like an MVP most of the first half. Uh, actually, it's actually Paul Goldschmidt, but you know, you make the case for Machado. That team is just too good to not be around all year. As for the Giants, I I don't know what to tell you about the Giants. They just don't put up the numbers like they did last year. Yeah, no, they're and it, it, it just stinks because you know you you know I wanted the Giants to sort of creep in a little bit, you know, with taking advantage with the Padres and Dodgers injuries, but no, the Credit to the Dodgers and Padres for, you know, keeping keeping up with that, you know, with the game despite their obstacles. So it's incredible. I mean, the, the Dodgers, they, they get Mookie Betts back. 
on Sunday. Um, so that that's a plus because you know we were kind of worried about his ribs and all that stuff. So uh, we uh, we were glad that he made it back to the lineup after for after some time off. Yeah, Freddie Freeman's done his thing, even since yep. Fire's agent. Uh, Trey Turner. Yeah. Their big problem has been Craig Kimbrell at the back end. He he's yeah, he has not worked out. Uh Chris Taylor's gonna miss some time with a fracture. Yeah, yeah, foot. a fractured foot. They're on MLB network. They threw out a name, Brandon Drury, who ah, plays with the Reds. Plays actually, for the Reds. He's actually Matt. had a He's actually had a solid season. Yeah, 17, 17 home runs. Yeah, so like you know, that could be a name for the Dodgers that they want to go after. Um, I've also wondered if he's related to Rangers general manager Chris Drury, but you know, uh, <laughs> or or if he lived by the Muffin Man on Drury Lane. I don't know. <laughs> um, one other National League West note: it took until July fifth. For Chris Bryant to hit his first home run as a member of the Colorado Rockies. Seven years at $182 million, and it took until July 5th after two different stints on the injured list. But Chris Bryant has finally hit a home run. Yeah, now, yeah, let's let's cheer for him to go on a roll now. Let's be like, yeah, he has to go on this massive hitting streak and massive homer streak. Let's salvage that deal, Colorado. Yeah, we threw $182 million at him, and we got rid of our two other best players. Huzzah! What a disgrace. disgrace. Uh, All right. I apologize to Chris Bryant, but I I just found it really funny that it took until July 5th and $182 million to get your first month. All right. Um, one other note before we get to the Mount Rushmore Saturday afternoon, the New York Mets will retire the number of Keith Hernandez, Mm -hmm. the first captain in team history. His number 17 will be retired at City Field. Uh, just throwing that out there. I did a piece for the network, it should drop tonight or tomorrow on Hernandez and why he actually should be in the Hall of Fame, but that's a whole nother conversation. It's, don't qu- it's questionable. It's questionable for Keith. Listen, I did the research, and you look at his numbers during the yeah. era he played in, mm. he's comparable with and, a lot of guys it, who were in. Yeah, the 80s were tough, tough cooking, basically. 70s and 80s, yeah. Like those are, and those the most gold gloves all time. Like you had some monster teams in the 80s. Yeah. That because of the former playoff format, a lot of teams didn't make the playoffs. No, it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. You know, people, I'm telling you, man, this today's baseball is so spoiled because anyone oh, yeah. the World Series now. Matt Rushmore's tonight. We're going to do the Milwaukee Brewers and we're going to do the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, you guys want to start with the Brewers or you want to start with the Angels? I'm going to start with the Brewers. Let's start with the Brewers. Who wants to start it? I guess I'll start. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, you know, one person that comes to mind with the Brew Crew, Prince Fielder. Yeah. You got to have Prince Fielder on there. You know, probably one of the greatest infielders of all time. You know, unfortunately, career cut short due to injuries. 
unfortunately, you know, it's sad. Uh, I was like Prince Fielder, you know, you never saw him in the media causing a stir. He wasn't caught in, you know, scandals or any of that hoopla. But, you know, Prince Fielder was a staple with the Brew Crew for a long time. You know, another person, you know, he had some controversy. Ryan Braun, you have to, I think, throw in there a little bit. Braun's in there, you know, for modern day, along with Yelich. Uh, and then one other person that comes to mind is Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez. Why not? Uh, That's uh, for me. Dan? So there's a – I have five names in mind. Okay. That I, want, I want to bring – I know it's four, but, like, I got No, five. no, go ahead. I have five names in mind. Paul Molitor is one. Mm-hmm. Rockin' Robin Young is two. Um, Ryan Braun is my third one. Fourth one as a player is Prince Fielder for sure. Um, and of course, you know I I side with Patch. I, I feel horrible that Prince Fielder, who uh, by the way is medically disabled, so he he literally cannot play anymore. So I, I feel horrible for him, but. The person that should be at the top of this Mount Rushmore is not a player. It's not a manager. He's oh. a broadcaster. Mr. Bobby Euchre, who yeah, has been like, broadcasting yeah. uh, Brewers games since 1971. So he is definitely, if I had to replace Prince Fielder, it's definitely him. At the top of that Mount Rushmore, and he also did a great job in the yeah. movie Major League. <laughs> for sure, that that is the the big one for for me. Um, I love Bob Euchre. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I went Robin Yount. I went Paul Molitor. They they are at the top of most Brewers' offensive categories. Yeah. Yount's first in games played, run scored, well, hit. Yount Yount played twenty seasons. In. Yeah. Seven-time All-Star, two two-time MVP, Molitor tenth in home runs, leader in stolen base, uh, second in. If I could read my own handwriting, that that'd be wonderful. Also, <laughs> seven-time All-Star, but he's second. In, maybe that's RBI. I'm not sure. Um, but Paul Molitor. I want Prince to third in home runs, first in on base, slugging OPS, six-time All-Star, and then they traded him to Detroit, and it was it was hard to see him. And then what happened to him happened. Yeah, um, medically disabled. Um, I went Ryan Braun too. I know there's controversy. He's first in homers, third in hits. He won an MVP in a rookie of the year. But, but uh, when but when Braun was playing, you know, and look, you, you don't have to like Ryan Braun. Right. I love Braun, despite mm-hmm. his steroid use and stuff. But like, you know, he was an exciting player. He was he was a very good player. Yeah. So yeah. Um that that was the key. I'll say this. I think one guy he if he keeps pitching the way he is, Brandon Woodruff or mm-hmm. Corbin Burns yep. could easily make this because Corbin Burns pitched today. I think it was his 18th game with 10 or more strikeouts, which, which is, tied insane. the Brewer records. Insane. Brewer's record with Giovanni Gallardo, who was 
really a flash in the pan, but you're right also, Dan. Bob Euchre totally should be on everyone's list for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. I st- still love Major League Two, the scene where the Red Sox and the Indians, I can call them the Indians because that's what they were, got into the brawl, and Bob Euchre is just drunk in the press box. He's like, the one guy's hanging his, ha- his right a little low. So, uh, love Bob Here, Euchre. Here's the pitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Euchre, if you're listening, and you, we, we know that you are, you're more than welcome to come join us at any point. Please, right. come on. All right. Uh, for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I mean, you got to throw Vlad, Vlad Sr. Yeah. Play, you know, played there from 04 to 09. I mean, I mean the greatest. I guess you can say the greatest player of our generation, as people say, Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Outside consideration, you know, he's only been there a few seasons. Maybe Shohei, because you know Shohei's already made a statement being an angel. Yeah, he has a lot of potential for sure. There was a guy, I think, by the name of Chuck Finley that played there. Chuck Finley was a pitcher. He can be in consideration and Nolan Ryan Dan okay so um, I I mean obviously uh, Trout's there he has to be there uh, he has been unbelievable for the Angels and will continue to be because he's going to be there for a long ass time so uh, Mike Trout is stuck in there Nolan Ryan has to be there just yep. because of the type of pitcher he has been uh, throughout his entire career in baseball, the pitcher he was, you know, he made that Angels team so much better, so much fun to watch. He's up there for sure. Tim Salmon, no one talks about him anymore. I'll take him on my list as well. Um, you know, those those Angels teams in the nineties. You know, you can't talk about it with the Angels without Tim Salmon as well. And then the lovable manager, Mike Sosha. Mm. Gotta give love to the guy that stuck with that team from World Series in the early 2000s to just absolute pain in the late 2010s. I'm with you on on, uh, social. That's a good call. Um, I want Trout also. He already is the Angels home run lead. Yeah, but how nuts is that? The Mike Trout's already the Angels' home run lead. Uh, he's also first in WAR on base percentage, slugging and OPS. Uh, Garrett, you want Tim Salmon? I'm gonna go Garrett Anderson. Okay, I like Garrett. Uh, you know, top in total bases, extra base hits, three time All Star, did win a World Series in '02. I went Vlad, won MVP, 173 homers, six. 616 RBIs as a member of the Angels. And then I want Nolan Ryan to third and win, second in innings pitch, first in strikeouts, complete games, and shutouts. Yeah. So, I mean, dominant. So, the the Angels and the Brewers added to the Mount Rushmore. So, that'll do it for this episode of Batter Up, <laughs> part of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. For Lawrence Patchman Lang, Danny Boy Reginald Darren's, I'm Mike Griffin. 
Check out the podcast and all other podcasts, anchor.com. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and www.onlyfans.com backslash Nathan Moser. <laughs> and until next Wednesday, have a good weekend, everybody, and namaste. Say goodnight to your mama because your mama loves you. And RIP. Washington Nationals for once again being victims of Kyle Schwarber's two home runs. He has 27 now. Oh boy. Give me, give me a break. Like, oh my God. At least we won the World Series in 2019. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be saying that one a lot. <laughs> hey, the Royals can say that about 2015. So yeah, but the Royals also have a Lord song written for them, and it wasn't by Randy Marsh. Uh, i love it here take care guys deuces big series going on out at fenway park and so far the new york yankees coming off their 16 to nothing route of the pittsburgh pirates my goodness and i was worried about them on wednesday whoo they gave us some some so especially in the late innings of that Yankees Pirates game, a sixteen nothing final score there, um, but they go to Fenway on Thursday. They were able to squeak by with a six five victory. Garrett Cole had to start uh, on Thursday night, and uh, five of those runs that he gave up came off of Rafael Devers' home runs, and uh, I think we can uh, officially say that Rafael Devers owns Garrett Cole. And uh, it, it's not even close. The man's numbers off him are just incredible. So, uh, again, Garrett Cole. But, uh, look, despite that, the Yankees were able to get some runs of their own. Donaldson with that big grand slam early on the game uh, that uh, put the Yankees up uh, pretty much for good. Um, and, obviously, the Yankees also getting some insurance runs to uh, ensure that the Red Sox do not come back and win the game and Yankee bullpen was outstanding Thursday night so uh, credit to the Yankee bullpen and the Yankee bats for coming alive as early as they did to prevent the Red Sox from even having a chance at the game so 6-5 final score on Thursday Friday comes along and it's even a better game Donaldson again boy how how good has Josh Donaldson been of late with the Yankees uh, I mean just, just, just incredible three home runs in the last uh, three games or so so like I'm 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 really really happy of what I'm seeing out of Josh Donaldson he's just been incredible uh, these past uh, couple games uh, but he gets a three-run homer early again and uh, again Yankees route the Red Sox 12-5 dominant dominant performances uh, again the Yankee bullpen coming through again and uh, starting out the Red Sox only giving up five runs. And now they're back at it for the, the latter half of this series. They get two more games. So, uh, again, the hope right now is they get three out of four. That's my expectation out of them. I'm not expecting them to sweep. Though if they do sweep, that will be even better. And, you know, just keep keep adding to that lead and that AL East again. The whole purpose is to ensure that the Yankees are number one in this division. And so far, the Yankees have done an outstanding job against the AL East and uh, proven themselves to be the top tier in the division. And let's be honest, you know, 
the only team standing in the way for that champ- American League championship is the Astros. So, you know, continue your dominance in the division, dominance in the American League, worry about the Astros during playoff time, and let's go to the World Series and get a job done. And the Yankees, uh, I'm really, really happy what I'm seeing out of the Yankees. Uh, of course, we're going to get some reinforcements back. Anthony Rizzo, who's been dealing with back spasms, uh, he'll be back in the lineup pretty soon. No Giancarlo on Friday night. No judge Thursday night. Never a problem for the Yankees. So I'm really glad of the depth that the Yankees have in that lineup to continue uh, to move forward and uh, really get scrape off some big wins. So that's on the Yankee front. I do want to touch on Kikuchi because we did um, talk about you say Kikuchi and how awful he's been for the Blue Jays this season. And it turns out he has a neck strain and he's uh, going to go on the 15-day IL uh, deal with that. And uh, the hope is that that the neck strain was the issue. I mean, I'll be, it, it would really stink to know that the, the, the neck strain has been a big, big problem for him. So I really hope he recovers well from that. Um, neck injuries are not easy to come back from. So uh, if he could, uh, if he can rest up, go through some rehab, and you know recover quickly, and then hopefully become a big, big time pitcher for the Blue Jays down the stretch, that'd be good for Toronto. They're they're gonna need him badly. I mean they 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 got him on a big contract. So you know I would I I would hope that the that he'll come back and. He'll be unbelievable. So um, let's hope that he's okay, and I wish him well. Again, follow the Sports Sending Network uh, for more content coming up, and be sure to listen to the Sports Sending Podcast every week. Peace out, folks.